0: I start feeling a sharp pain in my abdomen. Easily the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. I thought I was dying. Will they do any scans to look inside my body to figure out what was causing the pain? Welcome to episode one of Sludge, an American healthcare story. My name is Caitlin Durante and you're about to hear a story about my ongoing medical issues and the way in which the extremely broken healthcare system in the United States continues to fail me among countless other people every single day. This broken system is already something that is very widely talked about. It's one of the major topics of debate in the current political sphere because some people agree that healthcare should be accessible and free for everyone because it's a basic human right, and others want poor people to die. So, I decided to record this story about my current medical debacle as a podcast because I'm a comedian living in Los Angeles, and this is the only way I know how to express myself. Just a disclaimer at the top, I am not a medical professional. I am not here to give any medical advice. If you're experiencing a medical emergency, please hang up this podcast and dial 911. And also, this is not a representation of every American's healthcare experience. I am just here to tell a story as it happened and as it continues to happen to me. Joining me to help tell the story is my very good friend and witness to the incident that kicked everything off, Sammy Junio. Hello. Hi, see. Sammy. The witness. <laughs> the witness you shall hereby be known as the witness great thank you for joining me in this ongoing quest thanks for choosing me of course well you you were you were there so what better person to help me tell this story so the story starts on may 11th 2019 it's a few days before my 33rd birthday it was a saturday and i got up early to to go to the Renaissance Fair with a few friends, which is a detail that is important because I want you to know that I have friends. And one of those friends being Sammy Junio. That's You true. were there. So we got up, we drove to the Ren Fair that was, I don't know, like a half hour away from where we live in Los Angeles. We're at the Ren Fair, we're walking around, we're looking at the costumes, we're throwing axes. <laughs> we are eating ren fair food. I eat part of a turkey leg because of course like we're not going to go to the ren fair and like not eat a turkey leg. And then I take a few bites of your you got like a sausage thing, a hot dog type item. Did I thought I got a turkey leg. Did well, I also we, get a hot dog? Yeah, we shared a turkey leg but then you also got a sausage dog. Classic, classic Sammy. <laughs> and then I eat some extremely authentic Renaissance era nachos that our friend Nikki had ordered. Yep. So I'm eating all this stuff and I don't think anything of it until a few hours later. So, as my friends and I were walking toward the exit of the Ren Fair, I start feeling a sharp pain in my abdomen and it very quickly gets very, very painful i go on ahead with nikki sammy you stay behind to buy i think like a wooden sword yes of course i could.
1: <laughs> yes i uh i did not witness your initial pain attack yes um because i was buying a wooden sword yes correct
0: okay thank you for being such a good friend as to you know Not be there for me when I needed you to be. And I guess this wooden sword was more important. (laughs) Excuse-moi. I did not know you were about to go out pain. My spidey sense did not kick off. This is not my fault. But luckily, Nikki was with me. And by the time she and I had got to like the parking lot area, maybe like three minutes later, I'm in so much pain that I have keeled over between like two parked cars. And I'm just sort of rocking back and forth on the ground, crying. Nikki, who I love her. She's wonderful. She's not necessarily the type of person who knows exactly what to do to comfort <laughs> Not of a maternal someone. bone in her body. No. <laughs> so she's just like, uh, I want to go find your car because I had driven my car. I give her my keys. She goes to look for my car. I'm, again, rolling around on the ground. The pain that I was experiencing, it was like this sharp stabbing like it felt like it kind of originated in like the center of my abdomen but it also felt like I was wearing this like tight metal girdle that was like constantly being tightened Mm. and it was just like crushing my abdomen and my back I just like felt it in my whole midsection so Nikki pulls up in my car I'm in so much pain I can't even like walk she has to kind of like help me into the back seat where I just collapse again I have no idea what's wrong with me I'm thinking like is this food poisoning? Was it that turkey leg (laughs) that I ate some of that was, by the way, disgusting? Uh, Was it this sausage that I had a bite of? Your sausage dog? I also think maybe like, are these cramps from being dehydrated because we were outside in the hot sun all day? So I'm like drinking a lot of water thinking like, oh, I'm just dehydrated. And I'm still having these sharp stabbing pains that last for maybe like, 10 minutes total. So this next part isn't super important to the story, but I think it's a fun detail because I'm lying in the back seat, kind of not aware of what's happening because I can only think about my pain. Nikki calls you because you're still buying your sword. Not okay. <laughs> you're you're spending a good, you know, hour buying this wooden sword. I get it. It was more important than me. But anyway, she's trying to tell you what's happening but i feel like she was maybe not really communicating the urgency of the situation very well but you have a better idea what happened
1: okay first of all the sword buying took like literally two minutes okay and so the time that we spent apart like chloe and i were like actually making remarks of like where did they go like how like how quickly did they walk so there was like we just like lost each other at time
0: so you didn't even know that i was like having no i didn't know
1: anything oh like i thought you guys just like ran off and like just like well we did because i was dying right so like there's a now that i'm hearing this recounted like i'm thinking that i probably like stomped past your like broken body (laughs) like it was so silly. So, yeah, I get this call from Nikki. And sh- from what I remember, she didn't say anything about you're in pain. What I hear was, we moved the car. and Right. Okay. Yeah, she, I kind of remember this. So she said, we moved the car. It's up in the two lanes by the exit. And we parked, like, pretty much, like, halfway through the parking lot. Right. And Chloe and I were there. We were right where the car was. Oh, so you had to come back. Right. Which is, like... <laughs> was grumpy about it because right. it's like why didn't you guys just tell me like what is ha- and then like but there was n- no further conversation i think nikki got was so flustered by everything that was happening that there was no actual clear communication of like the reasoning be- for any of okay, any of got it it so <laughs> you you were probably blinded by pain but yes. like when we got to the car i was just like what the fuck
0: <laughs> until i like see you're like i'm gonna take my wooden sword and stab someone with it Uh, true i was hitting a lot of stuff (laughs) but
1: yeah so we uh we meet up we meet back up with you guys and that's when like nikki's like starts to actually communicate like what's going on kind of okay um that's basically what
0: happened when you were blinded by pain in the renaissance (laughs) fair parking lot I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm surprised the pain didn't start for me as soon as we got to the Ren Fair, just because it's like I'm at a Ren Fair. Don't you dare. I had fun. I had fun. We stayed for perhaps too long. Anyway, the lack of clear communication that you and Nikki had is perhaps symbolic of of a lack of clear communication that I will continue to have throughout the rest of this process. So just like, you know, put a little pin in that. Anyway, okay, so you, by the time you find where the car had now been parked, my pain was subsiding. So then I feel crazy because I'm like, no, I swear it hurt really bad. And like you just had no, you missed the whole thing, which I didn't, I didn't realize how little you knew about the initial attack. So we're driving back to L.A. for the, I don't know, 30 minutes or so it takes to get back. I stay in the back seat and I'm just sort of sitting there quietly, hoping that I don't have another episode of whatever just happened. And then, Sammy, we get to your apartment. Mm -hmm. I still have no idea what was wrong with me or if it's going to happen again. So I ask if I can stay at your place for a while just in case I do experience that pain again. Uh, you already had your wooden sword, so There was nothing to distract you from <laughs> being a good friend. And you said, I'm just kidding. You're a wonderful friend. You said, yes, of course, you can stay here for a little bit with me. So I'm lying on your couch for a while. And again, I thought it might have been dehydration that caused what I assumed were just like these bad dehydration cramps or something. So I was drinking a bunch of water. I was feeling generally fine and i figured there would be no more pain but then oh my god (laughs) then around probably an hour after the first bout of pain ended it happened again this sharp stabbing pain and this time it's even worse and it lasts I don't even know the this the second bout of pain so the the first time it happened at your apartment was that like 10 minutes 15 minutes I don't even know I'm writhing around on your floor yeah what are you doing during this whole thing well
1: (laughs) (laughs) the care that you got from Nikki (laughs) I feel like in my brain was a type of care that maybe you prefer very hands-off
0: sure I also don't have any, perhaps, maternal instincts, I don't have a, you know, caregiving type of personality, we'll say. Sure. And I um, do. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, but it's also, like, it's nurturing, but also, like, really physical. Like, I'll actually, like, when people are sick or, like, or sad, I'll sit next to them like a damn sheepdog. <laughs> like Nana from Peter Pan. Sure. Um, uh, and take care of them that way. But knowing... Their boundaries and et cetera. Sure. Um, I didn't quite know how to handle it. <laughs> I was doing a lot of talking. I think I called you bro too many
0: times. <laughs> yeah, you're like, bro, do you want to go to the hospital? And I'm like, dude, no. beer pong or hospital? Two <laughs> options. <laughs> I'm just lying on your floor. Just, again, writhing around, crying. I think this is the first time you ever saw me cry in our yeah. several years of our friendship. And
1: whimpering. You're a full-on I'm, adult lady whimpering. Yeah. <laughs> I still hear it in my head sometimes when we're talking, and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, It was <laughs> tra- my most vulnerable moment. <laughs> I'm traumatized by your, <laughs> your attacks.
0: Well, I will say, so I, I don't have a caregiving personality not that's not to say that I'm like insensitive or careless but I also I just don't have like a oh you need help let me coddle you kind of person but I would say I'm willing to be a recipient of care but anyway either way you did a great job we all did a great job I was doing a great job having the worst pain of my life (laughs) you were having doing a great job maintaining your distance but also being there for me sure So again, I was having easily the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. I thought I was dying. I, again, had no idea what was wrong with me, and it was truly excruciating. So finally, being the stubborn person that I am, it takes me a while to realize I should probably go to the ER, but I finally decide and say, let's go to the ER. Will you please take me there? (laughs) And at this point, there was a short lapse in my pain long enough for me to like get up off the floor and walk out to your car yeah so we get in your car we start driving to the closest er and on the way my pain comes back for a third time we get to the emergency room i'm still in excruciating pain again too much pain to walk so then sammy (laughs) you (laughs) go and get a wheelchair for me Mm -hmm. and wheel me into the er which was very nice of you thank you so much you're welcome by the way... You're welcome. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Puns encouraged. So, side note, the hospital staff who admitted me were rude. Very rude! And they did not give any amount of fuck that I was having what felt to me like a medical emergency. They were not treating it as such. They, I guess, just looked at me and decided that I wasn't dying And then they acted like nothing was urgent about my situation. They were just, yeah, like mean. They were dismissive. And you were like, you were still pain wheeling. I was like crying while I was talking to them. Maybe it's standard procedure for ER staff to barely give a shit. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe they're just like so desensitized to pain and agony also. That's probably part of it. But like they were not warm and welcoming by any stretch no. of the imagination. Like,
1: it kind of felt like they were looking at you like you were stupid for even feeling any sort of pain.
0: Right. They were like, you dumb idiot. What did you do to yourself? And, like, <laughs> having, like, full, calm
1: conversations with you it looked painful for you to even be breathing or I speaking. I couldn't move. I had to, like, like,
0: reach into my pocket to get my ID at one point, and that was, like, too much for <laughs> me to
1: handle. Yeah, I was just watching, and then she was just like, can I see your ID? And I was just like, oh, uh, and you were just like, oh. oh, 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 oh.
0: Right. What's your middle name? <gasps> <laughs> yeah, so that was what was happening. Anyway, around probably five or ten minutes after we had arrived at the ER, my pain subsides again. So if we're keeping track, I have had now three separate bouts of extreme pain, each one lasting for probably 10 to 15 minutes. We waited in the waiting room for the ER for a while, right? Over 15 minutes Okay, yeah. Again, I had kind of lost all sense of time and cognition. So to me, it seemed like an hour, but I truly don't know where I was or who I was at this point. So eventually, I got called in to speak with a triage nurse for a few minutes and then went back to the waiting room. And then finally, they put me in like an actual hospital room. They take some blood and urine to run tests and then they hooked me up to an iv to give me some fluids now sammy it was at this point that you left i think you had to pick up your girlfriend or yeah uh, something sweet jenny
1: came into town that evening (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) and so uh she was at my apartment while i was like hanging out with you and Mm -hmm. then um once they pulled you into
0: the actual room to do tests and stuff i figured you're like, I need to eat dinner. <laughs> like, I have to take care of my life. I get it. You had your sword back home that you wanted to play with. I understand. I don't appreciate this <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, slander. It's look, if I had a wooden sword, I'd want to play with it this too. Is,
1: I'd, I'll use a wooden sword to take out whatever is giving you pain.
0: <gasps> well, we'll come back to that, shall mm. we? <laughs> um, so. You left. I'm sitting in the hospital room for I think like a couple hours watching Wheel of Fortune. I'm there by myself and I'm wondering, will they do any scans or anything like that to look inside my body to figure out what was causing the pain? Spoiler alert, they did not do that. And then, Sammy, you eventually come back to the hospital uh, a couple hours after I was admitted. And shortly after you return, a doctor comes in and says that my blood work shows something about the enzymes that my pancreas releases or that, that are in my pancreas. Something about them are abnormal. So the ER doctor gives me the official diagnosis of pancreatitis. The ER doctor said that this was probably the result of me passing some gallstones, especially based on the pain that I had described to the hospital staff. Uh, But they weren't sure, because again, they did nothing to try to figure it out. So the ER doctor recommends that I see a GI doctor, and then he discharges me from the hospital. And I want to take a moment now to read the comments that the ER doctor wrote in my discharge paperwork because they are nearly unintelligible. (laughs) This is word for word. You have a mild case of pancreatitis with the pain has resolved. In all likelihood, he passed a small stone and hopefully the pain will be gone and stayed on. If you redevelop any symptoms, pain, fever, or nausea, vomiting, please return to emergency room. Otherwise, she should probably gastrointestinal doctor at some point in the near future. Return to the emergency room sooner for any discussed issues and conditions and or described problems in aftercare instructions. Worsening of your present symptoms slash complainase... Or any new unusual or concerning <laughs> symptoms complainase <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's like mayonnaise, but complainase. <laughs> he misspelled he put a e where he should have put a T in the word complaints. So this is just verbs being left out pronouns switching all over the place for part of it he's directing these comments to me. other times he's talking about me using he pronouns sometimes i'm guessing it was just a typo but it was all very confusing and also 2019 baby everyone's fluid i'm right so i don't care that he misgendered me uh what i do care is that he uses no punctuation in the entire comments until like the last couple lines so sammy Mm. before you and i leave the hospital a nurse comes in and asks if i have any questions And I was exhausted from having gone through, again, all this excruciating pain. I was not operating at my full cognitive capacity. And I told her that I didn't totally understand what the doctor had said to me. So the nurse says, and I quote, We're not sure what's wrong, but we think you have some sludge in your gallbladder. Now, Sammy, you were here for this, right? Yep. You heard her say the word sludge. Yes. She okay. Just so make sure I'm not yeah, mishearing, fabricating things. anything. Okay. Um, the
1: nurse said you have a little sludge. Sludge. And then continues on to say that she doesn't want to
0: worry you, and then tells a very worrying story right? <laughs> about another patient who also had sludge, mm-hmm. I guess, and who became very ill and all this stuff and then she talked about how like she's like yeah i just kept telling her to drink a lot of gatorade because all of her electrolytes were gone or something like that and i'm just like i'm sorry did you say sludge <laughs> so, oh my god and then you and i were like it was the
1: damn turkey leg right also nobody warns you that the turkey legs at the renaissance fair and maybe elsewhere are awful It was cold.
0: It was nasty, and it probably gave me sludge. Probably. Anyway, so at the end of the day, I was diagnosed with sludge. Pancreatitis slash sludge. Sludge. (laughs) (laughs) No one can take that away from me. I am the sludge queen. I am overflowing with sludge, and please do not sludge shame me. So at this point in the story, I now know that I have sludge or it's been speculated that I have sludge. What I didn't know was what was in store for me regarding my sludge. I foolishly figured that my condition would be very quickly diagnosed and that it would be all sorted out and cured very soon. That is not what happened. And that's where I'll end episode one of Sludge, an American healthcare story. To hear more of the saga, because it is certainly far from over, stay tuned for more on the episodes that follow. My name is Caitlin Durante. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, my handle is at Caitlin Durante. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do that at Sludge podcast. You can email us at sludgestorypodcast at gmail.com. With me again has been Sammy Junio. Sludge me, Junio. Sludgy, sludgio. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Thank you for helping me to tell this story. You will continue to join me on the following episodes. And for that, I am forever grateful. Stay sludgy, bros. Hashtag sludge life.